0: Good morning, everyone, and welcome to First Things First. I'm Jenna Wolf alongside Nick Wright, Kevin Wilds, Greg Jennings is with us this morning. As you can see, we are all social distancing ourselves from home. We hope you are listening and doing the same as well. The, the world is a lot different than the last time we saw you two weeks ago. or are about sports is a lot different than the last time we saw you two weeks ago. So we ask that you be patient with us as we try to figure this out much the way everyone else is. Uh, and we're going to just do what we do best. And that is talk sports today. And we're going to dive right in with the biggest story in NFL free agency in recent memory. And that is Tom Brady. Tom Brady officially going to be introduced as the Tampa Bay Buccaneers starting quarterback around noon Eastern today, this after 20 seasons with Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots. There's a lot to get to here. Nick, I'm dying to hear your thoughts. I'll start with you. What do you make of Belichick's decision to let Tom Brady leave New England?
1: It's quite simply one of the boldest And in a way, surprising moves and riskiest moves a head coach has ever made in any sport. When you consider the fact the fans wanted him to keep Brady, the owner, his boss, wanted him to keep Brady, and one would imagine the players on his own team wanted him to keep Brady, and yet he still chose to go another way. Brady wanted to stay. They don't have a clear in-house replacement And yet Bill Belichick, despite all of that, did something people almost never do, which is he simultaneously did the unpopular thing and the riskier thing. And the only way to square that circle, the only way to rationalize that, is if you think that Belichick believes Tom Brady quite simply is not a good quarterback anymore and that Belichick believes, Greg, that they could have won those 12 games they won last year with just about any quarterback, because the easiest thing for him to do would have been to bring Brady back, and then if it doesn't work out, no one blames him, Greg, for bringing back the greatest player in the history of the sport.
2: I agree, Nick. When you look at Belichick's decision to allow Tom Brady to just walk out the door, he saw something every single day that we didn't have the privilege of seeing. He saw not only a champion mentally, and he understood what Tom Brady brought to the table with from that aspect, but physically, as you're alluding to, he saw him in practice. He saw the highs, the lows, the inconsistency in his throwing accuracy, not so much his arm strength, his inability to be willing to stand in the pocket like he had once done before. And ultimately, he felt that, you know what, I could possibly insert someone else and they could provide this level of expectation that I have. And when we look at the New England Patriots in times past, the only other player that we've seen play a long time Uh, or I shouldn't say a long time, the entire season, rather, Matt Castle. And he inserted Matt Castle, and they had a a tremendous amount of success. So I believe that he feels, I've done this before. We've had to do it before to a magnitude that I believe we can continue to stack success and build on what we've already established with our culture.
0: Hey, Kevin, how do you think this is going to ultimately reflect On Bill Belichick or are we going to have to wait and see what happens with with Tom Brady
3: well look I think we're going to be fine emotionally I think we're going to be fine but I'll be totally honest with you Jenna it's not like I haven't envisioned a nightmare scenario right Thomas Jefferson has a famous quote he says I'm a believer in luck the harder I work the luckier I get so no one doubts that Bill Belichick does a lot of preparation and works hard also nobody can doubt We've been very, very lucky as an organization, from the Tuck rule to Nick. I know your favorite play, D Ford. Obviously offsides. The Patriots have benefited from a lot of luck. So I think without Tom Brady, mm, a few unlucky bounces, and we could be in a worst-case scenario scenario, like Gene Chizik style: fourteen and zero with Cam, national championship, uh, eight and five, three and nine. Like, is that Bill Belichick's future? No. Did I think about it? Did I, is that my nightmare scenario? Yes.
0: So, Nick, was it skill or was it luck with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick? Where does that leave Bill well, Belichick now that the organization can now do it without him, just plug someone in?
1: Well, I think that the, Belichick looks at last season and he says, why did we win 12 games? And the answer is the defense. I challenge anyone to go out there and find me the game. And I think I'm speaking, this is Belichick's mindset. Find me the game. Tom Brady won for the Patriots. Last year in those 12 wins, they allowed, I'm going to read them to you. These are the points they allowed in their 12 wins. 3, 0, 14, 10, 7, 14, 0, 13, 10, 9, 13, 17. So if they would have scored 15 points in every game all year, they win 11 games. They didn't have a single win all season where the defense allowed more than 17 points. And in the five games, including the playoffs, where the defense did allow, didn't hold the team into the teens or lower, they were 0 and 5. So I think Bill Belichick very clearly and calculatedly says that Super Bowl, the last one we won, our defense held the Rams to three. That's why we won all year long. We won games through our defense. We don't need a great quarterback to have the success that we had, and we didn't have a great quarterback anyway at this point in his career. But the re- to Jenna, to answer your question, people will do revisionist history, which is why this is so risky. Because if Tom Brady does have a bounce back season, or even if the Bucs are just really good and Brady's not that great, people will still give Brady the credit. Or if Brady's bad, but the Patriots never get the quarterback situation settled, people will say, oh, it was all Tom, it wasn't Bill, or it was more Tom than Bill. Bill has opened himself up. To this massive barrage of potential criticism. And the only logical reason he would do that is if he was thoroughly convinced, A, his quarterback was cooked as a high-level player, and B, they can win with Brian Hoyer, Jared Stidham, whether they go out and get Andy Dalton, because he looks at last year and says, how many of those games would we have won last year with mediocre quarterback play? And I think he says 11 or 12, and they won 11 or 12. Craig,
0: let me ask you a question quickly. We understand, we've known, and we've seen the way Bill Belichick treats all of his players, whoever they are, the veterans, the successful ones, the Hall of Famers, down to those who've been there for a year or two. It's what Belichick does. But don't you think maybe in this case it should have been different rules for Tom Brady? I mean, whether do you think that—, that All their success is credited to Belichick or Brady. Brady had a big part of it. Don't you think he he should have handled it maybe a little bit differently? Or is it just Bill Belichick and the way he does his business?
2: Well, Jenna, you would like to have thought that he would handle this situation differently because it was Tom Brady. But this is why Bill Belichick and New England Patriots have been successful, because of his mentality of the Patriots' way. And there is no one individual above the team. As a player, you don't want to hear that and you don't sometimes want to believe that, especially when you provide the talent and all the wins that a Tom Brady has provided an organization. But Belichick in his approach to all things has been consistent. This would not be a discussion if he would have gotten his way two years ago. And so, for me, even as a former player, you have to respect when a coach treats everyone the same way when it comes to whether they're in on you or they're out on you. Whether we hold you in, within our uh, organization and try to pull out and sponge out everything you got or we let you go, which is what Belichick has always done a year or two before someone else typically would, which we can then ride off and continue our successes.
0: Nick, you've been saying this for a long time now.
1: Well, listen, and the other thing I think Belichick knows, and Wilds, I don't know where you're at with your love for Brady now. He's no—he's out of the cocoon. He's no longer a patriot, but he brought you all your success. So I don't know what you're rooting for, Tom Brady, as a buck to look like. But Belichick knows. Brett Favre at age 40, damn near one league MVP with the Minnesota Vikings. At age 41, he was horrible and out of football the next year. Dan Marino was not vintage Dan but he was good. And then his final year with the Dolphins, he was unbelievably bad. Peyton Manning was still a 101 quarterback rating guy, outstanding player, his second to last year with the Broncos. His last year with the Broncos, it was nine touchdowns, 17 picks. When you go down the list of quarterbacks who have played for an extended period of time, once they start to show you It might be leaving them. It's then gone. And so I I think he wanted to be ahead of that. And I think he believes, I I think Brady and Belichick clearly believe two different things. Brady believes Belichick and the offense held me back last year and I'm going to show the world. I think Belichick clearly by his actions, Wilds, believes we kept you together. Under any other system, you would have looked like Peyton Manning in his final year with the Broncos, and now the world's going to get to see it, and now, amazingly, the world actually is going to get to see who was right, but Brady can't go backwards, Wilds, because of what he's accomplished. Belichick can look like a fool if Brady looks great as a Tampa Bay buck. Yeah, I think
3: this was emotionally complex for me in trying to sort out my feelings between Belichick and Brady. I don't think it was that complex for Bill Belichick at all. When I was eight years old, I was playing with Legos and watching the Patriots lose to the Bears. When Bill Belichick was eight years old, he was breaking down plays with his father at Navy. He has 60 years of watching game film. So I think the complex things to the normal person is very simple to Bill Belichick. So I'll give you an example. What if Michael Phelps said, I want to swim till I'm 40? Everybody would say, hey, you're the most decorated swimmer we've ever had. Do it. Let's see it. And he would get in the pool and swim. And they would say, oh, we looked at the time. Turns out that two minutes, you're really slow. The end, it wouldn't be like, what about the gold medals? He's a legend. He's the best. We would say, no, just look at the time. It's really simple. He's not as good as he used to be. Now, football is much more complex than swimming. Maybe it's not that complex to Bill Belichick. I think he went into Robert Kraft's office and didn't show him a ton of graphs and stats. He's just like, he ain't got it. Maybe he used my Michael Phelps analogy. He ain't got it.
0: <laughs> Greg, let me ask you a question. There's a, am sure, and I, we don't know this, but I'm sure there's a part of Brady that wants to show the world he still has it, as Kevin was saying. He wants to go to Tampa Bay, shows that he can win without Belichick. Does Belichick need to prove he can win Without Brady, coming up in a little bit, we're going to talk about what his options are now moving forward. But just where it stands now, is there something about who he is now where he feels like he needs to prove that a lot of what the success the Patriots have had the last 20 years was because of him?
2: Of course. (laughs) Jenna, that's human nature. Any one of us would feel like I have to prove the other wrong. I have to prove to the world that it was more me than it was them. And so Tom Brady feels like that. Bill Belichick feels like that. Mind you, they both appreciate what they brought together, but they both also believe that what they individually brought was the reason why the organization was able to have the success and sustained success that they had. And so it... it, I felt like that when I left Green Bay. Give me any quarterback. It wouldn't matter. I'm going to have success. Was that my reality? My success was limited. My success was limited, but it, and it didn't look the same. But it wasn't the same type of success that I had when I was in Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, with that culture and that team. It's going to look different for both of them,
1: Nick. Well, I, I think Belichick
2: was already starting to show that at this
1: point in his in Brady's career, Belichick does believe whether whether whatever it was the first 15 years at this point, Belichick does believe it's the defense, the coaching and the team, not the quarterback. Go back to the playoff game. The Patriots are down a point. It's the first drive of the fourth quarter. They've got a fourth and three at midfield. Did Belichick trust the quarterback or the defense? Trust the defense. Go punt the ball away. The next drive, after the Edelman drop, they've got a fourth and four just shy of midfield. We're now down to three minutes left. Turns out in Tom Brady's career as a Patriot. Do I trust him to give us one more drive to get 35 yards to get in field goal range? Nope. I trust the defense to get a stop because I think Brady needs a shorter field than he has. Bel- Belichick has shown you through the decision making throughout the season. In the same game, we have or, or go to the Chiefs. Play- the Chiefs game, everyone got mad about when I think it was Nikhil Harry didn't actually go out of bounds. They ruled him out of bounds. So you have a first and goal from the one. Who do you trust? Brady to punch it in? Nope. Run the ball. Run the ball. Run the ball. All year long, he was signaling. I don't trust you anymore. Despite everything you've done for me. he is now putting I don't want to say his whole reputation, but this phase of his career in the hands of something he can't control because no matter how successful New England is, if Brady goes on and looks amazing, Belichick looks like a doofus. He is so confident that won't happen. he will move <laughs> on from him without a clear backup plan. So we know where we know how Belichick feels about this without him ever having to say a word
0: because his actions tell us. Of all the words in your repertoire, Nick, doofus is the one that entertains us the most. All right, we gotta take a break. Have you ever had muscle pain?
1: I'm talking stop you and your tracks will never work out again. What am I going to do? Kind of pain. This is the kind of pain Dr. Jason Worsland was in when he created Theragun, the deep muscle massager that's unlike anything you've ever felt. Theragun isn't a cheap massager that just tickles your muscles. Their handheld percussive device uses a scientifically calibrated combination of speed, depth, and power to release the deepest muscle tension. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just everyday life, you can use Theragun. Theragun is the preferred muscle recovery device for over 250 professional sports teams and used by hundreds of thousands of satisfied customers around the world to reduce pain, increase range of motion, and soothe aching muscles. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com slash cadence. For a limited time, our listeners get a free charging stand with a Purchase, a $79 value. That's theragun.com slash cadence, theragun.com slash cadence.
0: Back here, first things first, time for a little drawing a blank. So Tom Brady will be introduced as the Bucks' new starting quarterback at a press conference today. Let's talk about this from the other side. Nick, Patriots fans should feel blank about Tom Brady. Melancholy.
1: I mean, you're sad that it's over. You're you're wistful thinking about all the great memories. You understand how incredibly lucky you are to have had this guy in your organization. But you, much like the owner, wish he would have only played for your organization. No one else wants Tom Brady creating memories for those fan bases. And so you melancholy, you're not angry. You're a little sad, but you also, you know, you look back with nostalgia over what you once had. So that's my answer. Melancholy.
2: They should feel indebted. They were provided some of the best football we will see at the quarterback position. And they got Super Bowls on top of that. They should totally feel indebted. Nothing lasts forever. They understand that. We all want things to last forever, but that's not the reality.
3: They should feel financially responsible. Not only was it the right move for the Patriots (laughs) not to sign Tom Brady (laughs) to an expensive long-term contract, but personally, you need to be financially responsible because not this upcoming year, but next year, Tampa Bay will be in Foxborough. So you need to start saving your money right now because these tickets are going to be about $8,000 apiece.
0: All right. Good stuff, Wilds. Uh, So with Brady in Tampa Bay, that means Jameis Winston is out. Nick, Jameis' free agent market is blank.
1: Fascinating. This is one of the most interesting free agent quarterbacks I can ever remember. Because if you gave me just a five-minute cut-up of the best plays of last season, you would say this is a $33 million-a-year quarterback. And if you gave me just a five-minute cut-up of the worst plays of his from last season, you would say, wait, there was a strike and we had replacement players? Nobody told me. So I don't know what you do with that. His upside is, is top six or seven in the league. His downside is one of the worst quarterbacks you've ever seen. And so what is the team that wants to take the plunge on that? Does anyone want to put their fan base through the ups and downs of it? I don't know, but it is fascinating to
2: watch. Nick, I couldn't agree with you more, but I think it's dwindling. So I don't quite agree uh-huh. as far as fascinating. I think it's more so dwindling because you look at the options that are out there of teams, but then you look at potential quarterbacks that could be available options to these teams and a Cam Newton. So it's it's dwindling. You, you mentioned all his highs, but you can't take his highs without addressing his lows. And so I think his window of opportunity for these teams are dwindling.
3: I think this cold market for Jameis is Bruce Arian's fault. This whole no risk it, no biscuit, Jameis bought into it. Hey, coach, I uh, risked it. I threw 30 interceptions and now I have no free agency market anymore. Why Bruce Arians is getting off on this scot-free is crazy. All
0: right, I like it. On to Cam Newton now, Greg. You mentioned Cam. Here we go with the Panthers picking up Teddy Bridgewater. That means Cam Newton is odd man out in Carolina. Nick, Cam will have a blank impact on his next team.
1: Cam Newton will have an awesome impact on his next team. I I, I try to have enough self-awareness. That if my opinion is so far out of the mainstream on things, I realize I say to myself, well, maybe I'm missing something here. But on this Cam Newton situation, I'm just convinced everyone else is wrong and I'm right. We live in a world (laughs) where Joe Flacco a year ago got three years, 66 million, where the Bears just actively traded for Nick Foles. We live in a world where you have case Keenum gets a free agent contract. Remember that long neck character, Mike Glennon? The Bears were like, oh, we need him years ago. And nobody wants Cam Newton for 19 million bucks. Nobody wants a guy who at the beginning, the last time we saw him healthy wasn't seven years ago. It was 2018. The, 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 the first eight games of that season, 19 touchdowns, four picks, a 101 rating, highest completion percentage of his career. He then got his shoulder wrecked. Got his foot broke, and we haven't seen him since. Cam Newton, whether it's with the Chargers, if they're smart, or with maybe Miami, if they decide they want a redshirt tool for a year, if that's who they draft no matter where he goes, he will have an awesome impact
2: because he's 30 years old and still a really good quarterback. Nick, I'm with you. I think he's going to have a positive impact wherever he ends up. Hopefully that is with the Chargers because I would like to see him with weapons around him and a defense like he had possibly once in his career in in Carolina. But for me, I'm with you, Nick. Cam Newton provides you everything that we're seeing out of, like, Lamar Jackson. He can run. Uh, Russell Wilson's all these pocket passers, but also guys that have the ability to extend the plays and wreck football games with their legs. Cam Newton has been doing this since he entered the National Football League. And so his upside is still there. I like Cam Newton. I think an older Cam Newton is going to be a mature Cam Newton. I like the positive impact that he's going to make on wherever he lands.
3: I agree, Greg. I think it's going to be franchise defining. Now, look, the one thing I can't defend is his Instagram font. It's terrible, and I know he's not going to change it, and it's just (laughs) the worst. You know what else is great about Cam Newton, though? you know the Panthers nominated for the Walton Payton Man of the Year? Cam Newton. And as part of that, they have a charity challenge. And you know who won it? Cam Newton. So not only will he deliver on the field, he's a great guy. So kill that narrative off the field as well. He'll be a franchise-defining quarterback if you pick him up.
0: I agree with you on the font. Hard to be mobile, though, when you're coming off Liz Frank injury. <laughs> so we'll have to wait and see. Let's move on to uh, Philip Rivers now, the 38-year-old former Chargers quarterback, signed with the Colts one-year Twenty five million dollars. So, Nick, I ask you, Rivers first season in Indy will be blank. A train wreck. Uh, Indy.
1: <laughs> Come on, Chris Ballard. You had done so many things right. And then all of a sudden, this one off season, hey, you, you trade the 13th pick of the draft away so you can give DeForest Buckner twenty one million dollars a year. And then you say, hey, 38 year old Philip Rivers. We saw you fall off a cliff last year. I'm going to fly my team plane into that into the drop zone and try to have you come on here. What are you doing? Jacoby Brissett was really good. Was good last year until he got hurt. To all of a sudden get rid of uh, ostensibly get rid of Jacoby, so you can bring on Philip Rivers for what is going to be a disaster season, where he's just going to continue to throw it into triple coverage. For no reason whatsoever, I don't get it. I don't understand the move. It's not going to end well. And I, the Colts had a great opportunity because the Texans are run by Bill O'Brien to step into the void in that division. And they, they, they bring in Phillip Rivers. What are
2: you doing, Indy? It's going to be a train wreck, Greg. Nick, again, I'm with you. If we weren't in the social distancing deal, I would high-five you. I would come and give you a hug. It's <laughs> going to be consistently inconsistent this is who Philip Rivers have proven to be his entire career I don't understand as you just mentioned why a team who was trending up both defensively and offensively goes out and gets an older quarterback who has proven to be inconsistent I get it he has some flashes where he's really good and he's potentially a Hall of Famer, but not for this team. Is he the good, the best fit? He is not the best fit. I don't think it's going to work. He's going to be consistently inconsistent, the way he showed us his entire career. Greg, I'm going
3: with boring. Even when they announced Philip Rivers signing, Ballard touted his familiarity with the system and experience. <laughs> <laughs> That means move on. That means that's my sleeping.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. Got got got, got. Right, And I'll by sleep. the way, he did I'll contemplate retirement before the offer came in. So maybe it's half on him, half on the Colts. So we'll see. Moving on to Tua. Tongue of a low. Let's try to wake Wilds up here. Uh, the former Alabama quarterback posted Sorry. a video of him throwing yesterday. <laughs> Don't apologize. Nick, Tua's draft stock is blank after his recent workout, which a lot of people thought he looked pretty good in.
1: I, I'm going to say it's the status quo because I have thought he, he's the best quarterback in this draft all along. The, I think this time, I, I think it's a really interesting period we're in because of the social distancing, because of what's going on with coronavirus where teams can't meet with these guys. What are you going to have to go on? This shocking idea of How about you just go on what they looked like as a college quarterback? And what did Tua Bailoa look like as a college quarterback? A badass. He was spectacular. He's going to continue to get healthier. Will he be ready to play immediately? Probably not. Is he going to go number one overall the way he should? No, Cincinnati's going to take Burrow. But he's going to be a top five pick. Miami would love it if he's there at five. Some team might jump ahead of him. But that was going to be the case with or without this video. So I say status
2: quo. Yeah, it's going to stay the same. He's going to be the second quarterback taken off the draft board. And and when you look at it, he rightfully so should be. Anytime you've suffered an injury, regardless of what you show me after suffering a significant injury like that, I know who you are as a player. Now, the only question is, are you going to be 100% healthy? And so I think if he had no injury, we all agree he's the first pick in the draft. But because of the injury, his, his draft status is going to stay the same. I'm going with movie trailer ready. This is all we're going to see at Tua,
3: and we had a nice little Instagram video, but we need to go the whole way to his team. You got to get uh, Final Cut Pro on your MacBooks and make a full-on <laughs> trailer because this is all we've got. We've got no dinners, we've got no workouts, we've got no pro days. We need real movie trailer stuff from you. Good theme song, Tua, nice font. Go for it.
0: Uh, let's get back to Tom Brady for a second. His nickname, TB12. Why? Where's number 12? Well, right now, number 12 in Tampa Bay is owned by Chris Godwin. He has mentioned he'd be willing to give it up. But Nick, Godwin should ask Brady for blank in exchange for the number 12.
1: A Maybach. It's the highest level Mercedes-Benz. cost <laughs> about $223,000 fully loaded. It's a classy vehicle. I think it would signal to the world that Chris Godwin is ready for the veteran stage of his career. Not going Ferrari, not going Bentley, a little played out. But a family sedan that also sometimes comes with a driver, I'd make Brady kick that in as well. It adds about $34,000 a year to the price. So we're talking about about a quarter of a million dollars for TB12 to get his number. And Chris Godwin gets a car. You don't, want to, you don't want the cash. There's tax implications there. You want Brady to buy you the car, pay the taxes, and we're all good. So I'd say a Maybach is
2: the correct answer here. Wow. Wow. No, he, he, should, he shouldn't ask for anything. And the reason oh why is because he should not have to. Tom Brady should just provide him with whatever it is he knows he someone in his position would want. I shouldn't have to request my number if I'm the greatest player of all time. We Chris Goodwin has already come out and said I would willingly give it up. Tom Brady knows that. So now it's on Tom Brady to make the move and give him whatever he believes he's deserving of.
3: Greg, I think you should ask for a trip to Yellowstone National Park, and here's why. In Tom vs. Time, episode three, Tom Brady organized something called Gladiator Camp. And they rode ATVs, and they also, they worked out, they drank, uh, you know, special TV 12 protein shakes. Jenna, I know you would like those. Um, and that was honestly, I know it's a joke, but like, that really, like, melds the receiver and the quarterback. So Goodwin had nine touchdowns that last year. With TB12, going 12 touchdowns if you get yourself to Yellowstone.
0: No, I mean You're more wrong. than that. The answer's a lifetime supply of vegan food. Vegan is where we're going. We gotta take a break.
1: Look around you. It's a wireless world, and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. And Raycon's latest model, E25, is their best one yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice noise-isolating fit. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for on-the-go listening and for taking phone calls. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. Now's the time. To get the latest and greatest from Raycon, get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash F-T-F. That's buyraycon.com F-T-F for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. Buyraycon.com slash F-T-F.
0: First things first, and for any of you out there who think Tom Brady may have lost a step or two with the Patriots last season, how about this? According to a report, the Buccaneers didn't see a, quote, discernible difference in Brady's arm strength last year. Hmm. Nick, you buying any of this?
1: Well, then somebody, listen, I like my friends in Tampa. I assumed they had high speed Internet and NFL Sunday ticket, but maybe they don't. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I understand it's not a major market, but I assumed they had the technological capabilities the rest of the country had. Give me a break. I re- Rick Stroud wrote this. I think Albert Brewer also wrote it. Rick Stroud's in Tampa. He had a great article on the blow by blow of how the Bucks got Tom Brady. And that line stood out to me more than anything. Didn't notice any discernible difference in his arm strength. And then went on to also say there's life in his arm and he still moves well enough to get out of harm's way. Well, then why the hell didn't he show that last year? Last year, what I saw from Tom Brady was a lot of short passes, a lot of times in the face of a rush, he threw it away, I think leading the league in throwaways, or he just went down. So unless Tom Brady was doing some year-long rope-a-dope in order to force his way out of New England, I have no idea what the Tampa Bay Bucks saw or what they're seeing. If they had said, Greg, we understand he's not... Quite the MVP, but he's still a great quarterback. And what he brings can't be measured. The intangibles, the intelligence, and his accuracy is still as good as anybody. Okay, I'd buy that. But no
2: discernible drop-off in his arm strength. Greg, give me a break, man. Nick, I'm buying it. I'm buying that the Bucks saw no discernible difference in his arm strength. And here's why. When you're going to buy a car, you go to the dealership. You kind of already have the car in mind that you want. You know exactly what it does. You know exactly how it looks. You know all the positives about the car. You never really look at, okay, are the tires, good performing tires in the winter or all seasons? You don't really find that out until something happens after you've purchased the car and then you go to the service department and then you start inquiring, how often does someone come in? for technical issues? Or how how often does someone come in for this particular car for whatever issues you're having? That's what the Bucks have done. They've seen everything that Tom Brady has done and they've highlighted all the great plays. And they've taken them and they feel like if we can just get some of that, we'll have success. We have an opportunity that we haven't had in years. So yes, they are seeing what they want to see and they are not seeing the inconsistent throws. It's not even so much that his arm strength has left him. It's the ability to be consistent and stand in the pocket, as you mentioned, and to take those and to take those hits and still accurately make those throws that we've seen him make over the course of his successful career. He is not that same player. I'm not saying that he's completely fallen off the cliff. Or that he will, but he definitely shows signs of different arm strength and accuracy at this stage in his career.
0: You got to wonder how many teams think like the Bucs do. Wonder how many teams would have been willing to just take him in that didn't see any drop off last year. Wilds, I got to ask you how, do you, how do you define success for Tom Brady now that he's with the Bucks?
3: Very differently than the Bucks did. When the Bucks signed Tom Brady, and this was very emotionally uh, difficult for me, they put up a tweet that said, "We're teaming up to pursue championships, plural." And I found it personally insulting. You know what? I'll bring me back on camera. Bring me back on camera. This is this tweet. I printed out this tweet. <laughs> Here it. I printed it out. Bam, right there. Bucks, slow down. You're still the. Now I'm getting mad again, Nick. Slow down. You're the Bucks. Okay. <laughs> Since 19, your came in the league in 1976. Out of the four major sports, you know who's the worst winning percentage? The Bucks. And now you're talking about multiple championships. You signed the guy for a two-year deal. Now you're going to do back-to-back championships? I, this now obviously now it's, it's like rising my Tom Brady, uh, missing Tom Brady's rising up again. Nick, I'm, I apologize. Fire it up again. So
1: Nick, well, would you define it the same this, way? And I, perhaps apologize. a little less emotion. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, listen, uh, the, the, the idea that Tampa is a championship contending team now, I think, is lunacy. Now, I, I want to give it, Shaq Barrett was awesome last year. Devin White is a player I loved coming out of the draft a year ago. And Levante David has been one of the most underrated linebackers for the better part of a decade. They have three excellent defenders. They might bring Sue back, and we know what the weapons are. But they still were a mediocre team last season. And at this point, if I can only walk through one of two doors, door one is the Bucks are competing for championship, much less championships, or door two is by Thanksgiving, the Bucks are saying, oh, my God, we're tied to this guy for next year as well. Door two is far more likely. And I'll take it a step further. Is it more likely Tom Brady's the best quarterback in that division or the worst quarterback in that division? Drew Brees is better than him right now. Matt Ryan is better than him right now. And Teddy Bridgewater, I don't know about you guys, I'd rather have Teddy Bridgewater next year than 43-year-old Tom Brady. So they they can tweet whatever they want, and I like the fact that it irritated Wilds. Anything that irritates Wilds, I want to be on that team. But this is lunacy, and I think anyone outside of Tampa – Where any diehard Tom Brady fan understands, Jenna, that it's lunacy.
0: All right, we got to take a break. We'll leave it there.
1: Have you ever had muscle pain? I'm talking stop you and your tracks will never work out again. What am I going to do? Kind of pain. This is the kind of pain Dr. Jason Worsland was in when he created Theragun, the deep muscle massager that's unlike anything you've ever felt. Theragun isn't a cheap massager that just tickles your muscles. Their handheld percussive device uses a scientifically calibrated combination of speed, depth, and power to release the deepest muscle tension. Whether you want to treat your muscle tension from working out, an injury, or just everyday life, you can use Theragun. Theragun is the preferred muscle recovery device for over 250 professional sports teams and used by hundreds of thousands of satisfied customers around the world to reduce pain, increase range of motion, and soothe aching muscles. Try Theragun risk-free for 30 days or your money back by going to theragun.com slash cadence. For a limited time, our listeners get a free charging stand with a purchase, a $79 value. That's theragun.com slash cadence, theragun.com slash cadence.
0: Back here, first things first. So what do you do if you're the Patriots and you just lost Tom Brady? Easy. You go out and you sign Brian Hoyer, the two-time already Patriots. Well, Sunday they went out and they did just that, bringing in Hoyer. And get this, Hoyer's agent says that he will be competing for the starting job on the Patriots with second-year quarterback, Jarrett Stidham. Nick Pates make pit, pa, Patriot. Let's also call them the Patriots because that's what other people call them. They making the right call here going with Stidham and Hoyer.
1: Well, Jenna, first of all, I don't think you mispronounced it. I think without Tom Brady, they might as well be the Patriot, the, the, whatever you want to call them. Doesn't really matter. Do they have an identity? We'll find <laughs> out shortly. Now, I, I'm i not really buying that Brian Hoyer is right now the incumbent or the leading candidate ...to be the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. They are paying him $1 million. Jenna Wolf doesn't get out of bed for a $1 million. And Brian Horner is, is going to play nope. 17 games uh-huh. a quarterback for a $1 million. The, and it's non-guaranteed. Here's what I believe. I believe the Patriots, as we discussed at the top of the show, think... ...if our quarterback doesn't turn the ball over... ...we can win double-digit games and win the division... It's all our quarterback did last year at a high level. We need someone who can do that. So am I convinced that Stidham and Hoyer will be the only two quarterbacks in camp? I'm not. I do think Andy Dalton is still a possibility. Maybe Cam is a possibility. But do I think that Belichick is confident that if Stidham and Hoyer go into camp as the two guys, that whichever shows the better ball security can be the guy and they can still win the division? I think he I, I do believe that Belichick believes that. And by the way, I believe that as well. And I think this is Greg uh, would be a hell of a way for Belichick to have a bit of a uh, bleep you to some of his doubters saying, oh, you think I needed Tom all this time? Watch me do it with the fourth round pick from Auburn or the bald guy who we drafted 13 years ago has been on eight different teams. And so I do think it's possible, but I don't think it's locked in. These are going to be their two quarterbacks going
2: into the season. So, so Nick, for me, I think that's more of where Belichick is leaning. You know, as we've mentioned and I've mentioned, he has ego, as does Tom Brady. And I truly believe that Belichick is one of those coaches that he understands how to move chess pieces around and when to move a chess piece. This is one time where I don't think he was totally prepared, but he always has something in his back pocket. And I think that something is the fact of him wanting to prove that not only do I not need Tom Brady to win, but I could win with anyone, literally anyone at the quarterback position. And so I think this is his mindset. The culture is set. I've said this time and time again. They have a winning culture. They know how to win. It's about just plugging in the right piece. I don't think it would be one of those two guys. They'll probably find someone right. else to come in and lobby for that first starting job.
0: Wilds, we don't have much time left. You are our resident Patriots fan. How would you feel about Stidham and Hoyer?
2: Well, I would
3: feel great because Bill Belichick is my quarterback. Whoever he puts out there, I know that. He's the brain power behind him. And I think he's taken a page out of Nick Saban's book. Jalen Tua. A.J. McCarron twice. Greg McElroy and Matt Mock. Saban won championships with all of them. I think we're okay.
0: All right, that's it for us. I think I speak for everyone when I say it is good to be back. Thank you for listening to the First Things First podcast. Remember, leave us a review and tell us what you think. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and catch us on FS1 Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. Eastern.